Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
Yes, she did. We are back. We are back again, again, again uh, to I our live listeners. Again. Sorry for the uh, for the delay, but here we are. Where we are, and for those listening in the future, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, today, we have a very, very special guest um, who you're actually listening to right this moment. No, they're not speaking. They're singing on this record here. Uh, it's the one, the only, Xavier. Uh, we're currently listening to their uh, fabulous take on Give Me the Night, which came out uh, uh, moons ago. We don't have to tell you how many moons, but, you know, a few of them. And uh, it's one of my fave, fave records. And I'm so excited to have you in the studio with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. And uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be letting you kids listen to a few things, but we're going to be chatting with Xavier in just a few, so keep it locked here on The Face Radio.
We don't want to be stri- and whispers. That was well, a new party alert. Exactly. Coming soon to in a- honor of Butt Midler. Um, we don't want to be strangers uh, any longer with our next guest. So we're just going to introduce them. It's the one, the only, Xavier. Thanks for joining us, girl. Hey, y'all. <laughs> oh. so, uh, so for those of you who've been tuned in since the top, you've actually been listening to quite a bit of Xavier. Uh, we opened the show uh, with a record that came out, uh, I believe, in what was it, 06, 07, uh, cover of uh, George Benson's Give Me the Night. And uh, then, uh, yeah, what did you play? Um, uh, that would be Disco Twilight. Yes, uh, one of your earlier releases. Oh, my God. And uh, we're we're taking we're taking them on a trip down memory lane, but I, we want to take our listeners down that same trip, if you will. Um, so uh, enlighten us, if you will. When did you uh, when did you when did you get into music? Let me start there. Wow, like professionally? Or let's just talk like about just no, just the origins of like what in, like what inspired you to get into music. I know that like we all have our our fabulous um, origin stories as far as how myself and how right, Gant, let's enlighten those. Yeah, who how did you arrive to saying was, that this is music is my way of life? I have to like think about it, like because um, I was always singing around the house as mm-hmm. a child, and it was just something that was understood. Um, my mother. Uh, Eventually took me to. I'm just. I'm thinking back. Okay, so little kid. I'm singing around the house all the time, dancing around, loving Michael Jackson, singing. Word. People would ask me to sing for them. Like parents, friends love hearing me sing. Um, then it was just sort of understood in the family that I did that. And then uh, eventually, my my mother spoke to my grandmother. Who knew someone, and I got an audition for the Boys Choir of Harlem. Oh, wow! Yes, when I came, this is this. I'm like tracing you back from like my army brat roots all the way to like ending up in New York. Army brat roots. So how? So so wait, uh, there were battles. Yes, there were battles. Girl. There was okay. um, in the family. Oh gosh! Oh, okay. oh no! Mm-hmm. Where? Um. So your uh your family is um is military. I my father it? was in the army. Yes. Okay. My and- mother is. Was not. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, so are, you were saying the the Harlem uh, Harlem Children's Choir. Were you? So are you from New York or? Well, I've been here since I was six and a half. So I... I'll say that counts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know there are those diehard New Yorkers out there who are native born, and that's the only part of the personality they have. I'm just kidding, kids. Am I? Um, but, no, no, uh, but yeah, I consider respect. that a native maximum New Yorker. Maximum respect six, yeah. to native New Yorkers. There. Yeah, but Rare I consider breed. Xavier native. Six years old. Yeah. Pre-puberty, I think, yeah. If you it came was. of age in, in New York, then yeah, you're a New Yorker. But so, okay, so you were at the, the Harlem Children's Choir. The Boys Choir The Boys Choir, oh, the boys choir of Harlem, sorry. Yes. Um, and uh, and that was, you were how I was old? 10. 10, okay. So, so that's when, like, the professional career started. Weird to say that, but yes. No, I, was, I mean, it's, hey, it's when you... I was singing solos my first year, which I was, didn't realize was unusual. Mm-hmm. But classical solos. Okay. Um and going on tour. Eventually. So is that more chamber music that you guys were doing? There's like Bach, Brahms, Mozart, okay. and then like the second half of the show is like was fully choreographed. So like it's like Ellington and and, and, and Gershwin and God, um, Sly and the Family Stone. <gasps> That's quite a, a range. <laughs> it was. Well, they, they were very committed to showing that we could do everything. So, I like that. That's so um, weird. I've never heard of any of those people. Oh, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, so you did. <laughs> They're dead uh, now. 
Oh, so, oh. Not Sly. Not Sly. But sorry. Sly. <laughs> Sly. I was going to say poor Sly. Always always getting the butt end of everything. We're like, I'm power. still here. Um, but so you um, so you started, I guess, in the in the classical sense when you were doing the professional singing. You, yes. You, you started in that. How did you, um, I guess, find your way into to dabbling in the, the realm that you are in now, which I okay. think is... Um. So when I when I graduated high school, that was like my end of my tenure in the boys' choir of Harlem. I still wanted Longer to like, do boy. music, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm fully a tenor. Um, but you know, I had to go to college. But at the same time, it's just I still long to perform. And someone I was dating at the time was like suggesting, he's like, "Oh, you should totally do drag." And I'm like, well, "Why? <laughs> oh, why we would go. I do this? <laughs> why would I do this?" And he was like, yeah, no, you should. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know what would I lip sync to. And then he was like, no, you should actually like totally sing like live. I was like, uh, he's like, yeah, but you'd be a different person. So he and I broke up oh, <laughs> because and of that. Because of, yeah. Yes. You were so upset. Not, because there's too much. Cause you can't have that much competition because he was the fierce drag queen himself. Oh, well. May, may we name? Uh, I was just, I was um, like, my, curio- my curiosity wow. was peaked. Who's the suspect? Well, no, like he, he had like a very popular blog. I don't want to, um, that like got him into a lot of trouble. Like he. That could be so many people. Yeah, well. He was in Los Angeles. He got it. So well, it could be RuPaul. I mean, you guys are both the same it, height. He did interact with RuPaul, but like, no, it wasn't RuPaul. I didn't, <laughs> date, I didn't date RuPaul. What the frack? <laughs> he was older than me though. Um, oh. No, he had this. He was responsible for leaking Madonna's music to the public before it was before she intended to release it. Bing um, bong, bing bong, bing I'm not bong, a fan, bing, but I'm not. Oh, you bing, want me to say bong, who it was? Bing, okay. bing. Oh, so the, the, the blog was House of Diabolique. 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 That was the House of Diabolique, and yeah, but. I don't think we were dating the, when he did that. Oh. Um, just just when when he suggested that you do drag to make it in this world, but you said nay nay. <laughs> no, so nay-nay yeah, leaks. back to me. Yeah, yeah, so I but I still so I started doing. I did. I wasn't, but yeah, I wasn't old enough to go into the clubs. Oh, that's also yeah. Hell, however, you get yes. However, <laughs> <laughs> there was friends at Columbia. That was at Columbia University. Um, oh. New. Other people that had already graduated and gone on to become DJs and whatever, and like were DJing in the nightlife, and said, "Oh, you should totally do this particular like night at this club." And I was like, "Yeah, but I haven't seen a drag show, so how am I gonna like? I want to see one before I go." And the, and then I so they took me to Barracuda. Here we go. Oh, God bless. Here we go. <laughs> took me to Barracuda and. I they I wanted to do drag. Well, yeah, and um, but I wanted to see a drag show, but I wasn't able to be in there. And there was a mean um, bar manager there. They they called her the Dragon Lady. I don't remember. I don't remember. You know? Oh, oh, I know. Was, uh, oh. Kim. I don't remember. Her Black name. hair. Yes. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So yeah, she yeah, came mind, uh, I didn't call. I didn't call her that, but they did. That's what they called her. So. They, yeah. No, um, because Tennessee had a meltdown with her. Okay. Oh, like, tennis shoe. Ten, DJ oh. tennis shoe, as oh. Mona would call him. <laughs> <laughs> so she came out and she's like, "He can't be in here. He's not old enough." Um, but you know, if 
if he's performing, then he can be in here. So then Mona came out and met me and talked to me. And was like, okay. That's, that's wow, it. I was there and didn't have any idea of this. I was, yeah, I was outside this, this, I was these, the these outside booth. dealings. Um, wow. So I, I showed up and I hadn't really seen a drag show before, but I had an idea. I was like, okay, I'll do this because this is funny to me. And because <laughs> um, <It was. laughs> I, I was like, okay, and I, I, I was, I said to myself, I can't, I can't sing these songs in earnest. I need to change the lyrics somehow and and make it just so that I'm not being. I don't want this to be. I want. I don't want my. I don't want to be taken as like as performer who is a singer in drag. Um, oh, okay. So what were we? Plus, so that what, what sound were, system really was not. I mean, it's very cool. So be. wait. So what were the what were the songs that you were? The first song I ever did was "Saving All My Love for You" by Whitney Houston. Oh yes. But I changed it to "Saving All My Stuff for You." I made it more graphic and oh hey po- po- poignant and okay. um poignant and pornographic. But you did Monifa too. And violent. Doing Monifa. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it was violent. violent. I had a. I, I had a butcher knife on time. Oh, hey. I did. Wow. You don't remember. You were there. I remember you doing Monifa. Well, that was like, that was further in. Okay. That was like. There were a lot of cont- con- con- contestants. contestants. Yes. So, was, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, can we say your drag uh, yeah, name on the air? Oh, or yeah. Not? What was your can drag you? name? <laughs> what was it? It's a name. So, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a proper name. <laughs> I, did, I don't want to say <laughs> what okay, it was. Can we say let's what it rhymes say, with? Let's just say. <laughs> no, just because say, that gives it away. Oh. Let's just say for those who know. <laughs> oh. Or the more you know, Rainbow. The, the more, know, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah you Rainbow. can ask me privately. Uh, okay. But, right, you know, slide the, the, slide let, 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 let it say that it's a name that definitely stood out among <laughs> among the pack. Well, um, and how did that how did that that go uh, in the end? Uh, I you, so I, I sang, I won, and then I oh, won nice. again, oh. and then I won again, <gasps> and then I won again. The winningest? At, are you no, the win, winningest? Wait, 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 no, we know that's a different queen. And then I won oh. again, and then then Mona said, "This is not the mm, in, in Mona show." Like, oh, okay. like you retired me for that after that because it's just oh. like I just you know people you don't want to see people win every night. She paid you out, paid you off. Yeah, <laughs> right. In, in compliments, right? Um, yes. <laughs> and reads, and reads, yeah. and reads. Yeah, those are free. Those are free. Um, so yeah, and then then all of a sudden I get a phone call later on like it's boring, girl. I need you to come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, th- this is what I did when I was at Columbia University oh, studying, word. and it was, and it, you know, became a known thing on campus. And it was just very strange if you think about it in hindsight. Um, but yeah, that's how I sort of. <laughs> but the reason I did drag to, to get to a point was because I was used to performing on stages with like thirty-five other people around me, mm-hmm. and so as a choir boy. And there was rules and rigidity to that, that like right. I, that was the only way I knew how to perform. And also whenever I was performing, there was a director in front of us that was either like recessed or down that mm-hmm. you wouldn't pay attention, but that you were always sort of emoting to him and you were getting that feedback. So I was not used to performing on my own. So that was how I like, I learned and like my teachers became people like Lady Bunny Mona Foot, and it was just like, oh, there's a whole other way to do this, mm-hmm. and um, 
And drag, just because I wasn't myself, gave me that freedom to fall flat on my face. I didn't, much to my surprise. I totally kind of expected to. But, you know, I got to, like, sort of get a sense of, like, okay, what are the rules are as me as a solo performer? Like, can I... I, I don't have to stay in one place. I can move around. Like, really, like, I, there's no choreography to follow. So it's like, how do I take up space and how can I use it? And it was it was fun and exciting to, to, to figure that out on my own. Um, yeah, that's Weird. that's how it all so kind of started. When you were at Columbia, were you studying music or? No. What, what was the, <laughs> the dissertation was drag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Like my after my second year, I re- I didn't really want to be there, but so I just picked an easy major. At least easy for me was sociology. Okay. Like I thought I was gonna do computer science stuff, but could have been lucrative. Yes, but I had a very <laughs> the people that come there are sort of they're there for another reason, and teaching is just sort of ancillary, like a, a requirement mm. that they they have to do in order to like do their research or something. Yeah. So. I had a teacher that barely spoke English who was very much in that mindset. And then when I actually tried to meet with him, there were times he literally ran away from me on, on, on campus. Oh, I love that. And it was like, okay, <laughs> I'm like not doing well in this course. It's not my fault. No one's helping me. Like, you, I'm like, I, what, I need to change majors. And so that's how that happened. Ivy League. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that's a that's a conversation for a whole other podcast. Coffee sip. But what did you? So what did you? Uh, what what then transitioned you from? I guess from drag into into recording music. Uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. Just, <laughs> no, like the drag. So was it just like oh, I called you. You called up uh, the music industry and you're like, hello, music no, industry. No, not music. I, I, know, mean, I drag. no longer want to do drag. drag. Yeah. Could well, no. Uh, it I'm, was, a, I'm a star. You know, it's funny. Is that I? Ke- <laughs> someone kept trying to book me as. As as the drag character, and I said I don't want I don't want to do this, um, and I think it was Dean Johnson that like just was went along with it and just gave me the freedom to like perform at like CBGBs and these other spaces as myself. Um, it wasn't a difficult transition. I just I honestly just got a band together and and just started performing as myself. Yeah. Um, did that immediately lead to to recording and releasing, or was it was it so of- at Columbia? I also went to school with um, a friend of mine um, named Scott, who eventually would go on to become um, or create co-found the Scissor Sisters. Oh yes, yes, yes. So it was already I was always singing around campus, and so people already knew that I could sing. So and he was we were already there together. So we just started working on music together, and that it was not a hard transition at all, really. From the soul of Brooklyn, you are listening to The Face Radio. The, the group, um, The Ones, mm-hmm. and Sisters, Sisters, and it was all, A Touch of Class was the name of the record. Oh them uh touch yes. class was the name of the, the record label, label. yes um, to be clear xavier was not a member of the ones ones i was not we are going to actually and i, I hate Despite to cut you off take a we're going to take a break really quick just because we're hit, getting hit with station id uh but we will be right back with xavier smith not of the ones uh and <laughs> while we're taking that break we're gonna get into uh one of his newer releases uh don't think twice which is uh 
with the band Body Music, correct? Yes. Word, word. You're listening to Yes, She Did. Don't think twice. Don't think twice. Don't think twice. 
Don't Think Twice, Body Music, featuring our lovely guest, Xavier. Uh, you can actually purchase that single on February 16th. It's going to be out on Pacific Standard Records. And uh, a week before that, you can actually purchase tickets to see Miss Thing in <laughs> the flesh at Joe's Pub. Not um, in drag. To be not fair. in drag. Yes, yes, yes. To be, uh, we don't, even though the, the, the promo would throw you for a loop because it's Kinte so fabulous. shall not return. Yes, she was, uh, as, uh, as uh, Tony Braxton, uh, <laughs> Xavier Braxton will be performing February the 9th at 9 p.m. at Joe's Pub. Uh, tickets are on sale at joespub.com. Or is it .org? I forget if they're an organization or... A, no, because you have to purchase memberships. .com. Uh, Any hoozles. It's on Lafayette right across the street from uh, Indochine. Indo- oh. If you please. Oh, yes. I, I do, but I can't afford it. Um, Indochine, that is. Joe's Pub, fabulously affordable. Go see everything that plays at the public uh, just because... Uh, art and culture are very important in this city. Right. And uh, uh, we such were... artists as uh, Justin Bond. Justin Vivian Bond. The, the illustrious blacks. The illustrious and, blacks. Yeah, their lineup is fantastic. We Truly. Highly... I'm Truly. seeing Toshi Regan there tonight. Oh, word? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. You can get your membership uh, for so wait, we perform $50 at Joe's Pub. all the shows for free. Um, that's not how it works. I don't no, know if that's how it works. No, because I, I had you to can pay get for... a membership <laughs> and you get uh, discounted things and you get all sorts. I have my Joe's Pub membership, or sorry, my public theater membership. Um, it's very nice. Highly recommend. Wait, if I have a public gym membership, will that work? I don't think they cross over, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day. Uh, but yeah, we were d- we were just reflecting on uh, nightlife lore of uh, yesteryear. Um, and uh, we last left off talking about how uh, our guest, Xavier, how you, uh, you're in the room, uh, how you got into recording, uh, performing music. I think we were at that point uh, where you had just started working with bands um, and you were performing. And, and Scott, the, a.k.a. Baby Dadder, would play sometimes in that band with me. Oh. Um, hey. Baby Daddy of Scissor Sisters. Um and so it was an easy transition and since there was interest of so the ones who they were getting their interest in then 
scissors were getting interest and then then they both told the label about me mm. and then they heard the stuff that we were writing together and they were interested as well and that's how that was all happening i guess um that's a lot of stars for a small label that's not capable of maybe promoting them all correctly and taking care of them. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree so with how you assess that situation. Okay. <laughs> and we'll leave it there, kids. It's called noticing the tone. Um, but you, um, you released, what was your first release? Um, oh, I think that was, it was, it was an EP. Um, so it had multiple songs in there. I think the first one was a song called Reconsideration. Wow. I haven't thought about this in a very long time. Ah. Um, and uh, they would play, this is like during the Electro Clash moment. So Which they was would play, one of my favorite moments in music so they, in the past 20 years. They were, they'd play it out in the clubs and that was fun and everything. And um, Yeah, I don't and the reaction that you found, was it similar to what you'd experienced at, I mean, the beginnings? I mean, like when you were well, doing drag and what you were experiencing from Crowd The funny thing was, is that I was, like, it felt like the lone melanated singer in that whole genre. So, like, and then, therefore, the way I sang wasn't, wasn't really fully accepted as that as such like i was you know i was there and it was in the moment but like i wasn't i i still felt a little bit out a a bit of an outsider Hmm. um i think larry t actually called it in rolling stone or something like white rebellion music so i mean it doesn't get more explicit yeah well 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 uh props and praises to larry t for still being in the game and being on top of it you know Yes. He was our guest fairly recently. Uh, Yes, this past season. Um, And yeah, and was, I mean, obviously responsible for um, uh, uh, some some work in the early 90s and the shift that happened within nightlife then. Um, And for our listeners. Supermodel. So let's even just throw that out. No, 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 of course. We did this party called Love Machine, which happened in New York before I got here in 91. Yes. With Lahoma Van Zandt, my, one of my favorite queens. <laughs> and now, then about 15 years later, when the Electro Clash scene is happening in, say, the mid-2000s, for our listeners who aren't so um, uh, versed um, <laughs> in these uh, genres. Uh, but so, um, in the mid-aughts, um, that's how, I guess, people were looking at Electro Clash and looking at dance music, because... I, I mean, um, as I do, like I said, respect uh, Larry for his work. Um, My God, I, yes. I would, no, no, and I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that that, that assessment on Electro Clash is a little, you know, um, it's 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 based in its its thing. Um, I think that all dance music, uh, we have to always um, recognize, especially as queer people, especially as uh, not as melanated queer people, uh, that dance music most certainly is rooted in black music. Um, any four on the floor rhythm that you hear is absolutely that. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So any music that harkens and uses that as its base um, is definitely not, shouldn't really be. Like, I mean, I'll say white. just right out that it goes back to disco, R&B, yeah, soul, jazz, gospel, yeah. and blues. Everything. And it all has its roots to there. Go so all the way back. I think that, yeah, I have to, unfortunately, in a very polite way, reject that sentiment about it being uh, strictly white rebellion music. I do think that it is definitely, it was a rebellion in dance music 
um, that was happening in the mid aughts. It was a fun moment for sure. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I mean, your releases, uh, the the early Scissor Sister stuff, um, the uh, who was that, Franz Ferdinand, uh, all that 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 was coming out at that time was very very exciting. Um, it was like a dance rock kind of thing. Yeah, too. yeah. It was it was harkening back to that. But I, I was gonna say it's just those kinds of um, when people reference rock and roll and consider it white, it always kind of irks me because we're I, I mean we're very well past that and I. Uh, I mean, they did mention, I think, in that new Elvis movie, they did make uh, allusions, I guess. I don't know if they focused as hard as they could have um, on the the roots of rock and roll. Um, But yeah, that is very, that's unfortunate to hear that that that's how uh, that was received. And you seemingly still found a way into other parts of the genre. Thank God. I mean, (laughs) well, I was just making stuff that I thought that sounded good and however i mean i i hear i've heard artists say this and i've always been like oh god that little speech again <laughs> like oh like i let other people categorize what i do i don't really worry about it but there's some truth to that because generally it's like it's like a pr or a record label thing in the way of marketing mm-hmm. like whatever they have in front of them so it's like what 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 will the target audience respond to so I mean, it, you can market like deodorant a particular way. Like, like there's women's like secrets meant strong enough for a man, made for a woman. So <laughs> I use that uh, phrase often. Oh, yeah. He's talking about me. Strong enough for a man, built like a woman. But I mean, you know, I mean, for me, <laughs> or, you know, for me, yeah. like if you're, let's say you're, well, let's say you're a record store like back in the day, and you have shelves and categories like. When a Bjork record comes in, like, where do you put it? Right, silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Icelandic winds. I mean, um, I'm not reading her. No, 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 no. But it is, I, 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 I hear for what you're her saying. and all of her crazy looks and for her beating that dude's ass in the airport or that girl oh, that was that, that, Yeah, the photographer. That video I saw the other day again, I was like, wow, she really went in on her. Yeah. <laughs> but but that is I mean but still with dance music and especially at that at that time because I'm saying like I I pulled that that record that I played at the top of the show that's something that I mean granted yeah it's a George Benson tune I love it whatever I but you was, but you you I, I just heard loved, the it was just early eighties R and B to me so that's really what I was, and the aesthetics of it I mean I love with I love that music mm-hmm. I really do I mean I love what Stevie Wonder was doing I love almost everything Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis doing Climax. Stevie Wonder, did I say that already? Um, yeah, can't say it enough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it again say. for those in the back. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stevlin Morris, um, also known as Stevie Wonder. Yes. Um, Shaka Khan. Just, I just wanted to make me Michael Jackson, Prince of fucking course. Prince. Yeah. Sorry, excuse it's okay. my language. It's okay, they're not listening. <laughs> we'll bleep uh, that out. Yeah. Please do. Uh, um, yeah, I no, no, no. I mean, the yes. important thing for people to know with you and your music is that this love for these artists and this style of music is reflected in this series that you have going at you know when I didn't live in New York and I saw the promos for Ladies of Soul that you and I knew it was going to be on point and I was like oh my god I wish I was there it's a series that you've been doing since 2013 Ooh, that's 12. a lot of work. That's a, so we're we're 2012, 10, 10 years all those musicians coordinated and paid and you know so props and praises yeah. for the process that you are taking to do that and to enlighten folks with these artists that they may or may not 
you know. I and I am not scared of a deep cut. Like I am not. I very much do songs that I love. That like in some sometimes there's overlap with like what ascended to the top of the charts. But like there's some deep cuts that you put in there, and people like you can see the look on people's faces. Like oh my god. That's my song, like, mm-hmm. and I and I love that. Or the songs that I think need to reach the masses, just things that I've connected with. Um, God, there was an old song by Diana Ross called "Kiss Me Now," and it's like almost like a cabaret sounding song. I love that song. I've wanted to sing that song since I was five years old because I used to go through my parents' records, like a and read the liner notes mm-hmm. voraciously. It's just like I was just a sponge. It's like, oh my God, I, I just, everything about this, like if I could dive into the grooves of the record, I would have. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was one of the songs that, and I, I was obsessed with Diana Ross because um, in, it's not even a passing resemblance. My mother and Diana Ross looked very much alike hmm. to the point that when we first came to New York and visited, her brother mistook her for Yep, he started. Wow. He's like, Diana Ross is calling me. Diana Ross is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know where was I. We were well. We were. I was actually. Well, the, the series at Joe's Pub. Oh, so yeah, Joe's Pub. Cool. So yeah, I, I, like, um, I, I listen to a lot of female singers because mm-hmm. I have a very high tenor voice. Um, and they sort of shaped me. I mean, I'm heavily influenced. Whitney Houston was a big influence. Stevie Wonder, of course, who's not a woman. But, but he's got that range, though. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I gravitated towards. And also, there's less artifice and, um, and, and uh, sort of a posturing. When women sing, they're allowed to sort of be more emotional, like the, the invulnerable, and I related to that. Um, not just because gay men seem to have this whole like divas thing happening. It's just like that's what spoke to. I mean, I loved Aretha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really just shaped my voice off of women's voices, um, and. What's funny was when I was a kid, like some uh, one of the older teachers said to me, he said, you know, Luther did that too, mm-hmm. Luther Vandross. So that made me feel less weird and strange about it. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 this song just, sorry, this, this, the series just grew out of like my love of black women. And the way that you present the series, because I unfortunately have not seen it yet, um, is it uh, is it cabaret style? Is it storytelling? Is it no? I don't really. T- I mean, I I do talk because I can't. You can't help but talk like when the moment strikes you. But I I mean I'm singing the songs. Um, I have guests. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and the backing singers are always outstanding. Um, I, I pick people whose voices I like love, and I. Off, well, at least each backing singer gets a song of their own, and I drop to backing vocals with the other backing singer for each one. Oh, I love that. Um, partly because I, I'm not alone. I actually, I think from being a choir boy, I do love singing like the backing stuff, like um, backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey's that way. Beyonce's that way. 
Um, it's just you add the the, the texturing and like the, mm. the the call response thing is always yeah. really pretty wonderful. on the chords and whatnot. Yeah. That's, yes. That's the yeah. It's fun and it's, also letting other. I mean, I'm. Well, sure I also just love. Much. I'm like I like this show like because I'm like I feel like not letting people know that this huge talent is here is is a waste. Mm. I mean, I've seen. Performers I love give their backing singers a moment. Um, Whitney, I think Whitney's done that, uh, but I, I know Shaka definitely has. I've been at shows where she's done that many times. Um, it's Deandre's really important. Got it's it's really important in Prince for, for the backup singers to be acknowledged. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's an ensemble. There's a lot of them that were really unsung in the game that mm-hmm. sometimes tried to do their own thing and didn't. I mean, Lisa Lisa Fisher is a great. Yeah, she's on the new Masters at Work album though. That's wonderful. Really cute. Yeah, she's she's actually like. Actually, I should say we 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 know each other. She's actually she's very sweet. I. I, It's weird to say that I. It's weird for me to say that. (laughs) For some reason, it's just like, wow. Yeah, I know this this record that I had as a kid. (laughs) This person. Yeah, I now can. Know this person? It's the magic of the <laughs> yeah. New York City. I think she and did backups for Frankie. Or she did. She's done backing vocals for Shaka for Khan, everybody. for the Rolling Stones, yeah, for Luther Vandross, for Aretha. Like the woman can sing her behind off, and she has a Grammy credit to her. So it's Lisa all her Fisher, F I S H C H F I S C H. C H E R. Right. Lisa okay, Fisher. Yeah. Lisa Fisher. For those the who one like to die. And right. only. How can I ease the pain? <laughs> right. A jam. They're probably playing that on BLS right now. <laughs> so. Should we, uh, should we listen to. Well, I see you have this lined up over here. You. Yeah, we got some Steve Hurley lined up. Some, some Hurley. Featuring Sharon Pass. Other other great vocalists, female vocalists. Steve Hurley, uh, one of the greatest producers and remixers of house music yeah. of all who's time. Who's gonna be actually? Who's gonna be joining you this uh, this upcoming February the ninth? Oh, I like to leave that as a secret. <gasps> Ooh, secrets, secrets. So you guys, you gotta get your tickets. I can uh, tell you who the past guests have been. Oh, that would be fun. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Who, are the, um, who are some of the favorites? Uh, Lena Hall, Tony winner Lena Hall. Swear to God, I thought you were about to say Lena Horne. I was like, what? Yes, back from the grave. Lena, right. Lena, Lena She Bradford. showed up. Yeah, no. I actually sang for Lena Horne <gasps> when I was when, wow. I was when I was when I was a kid. I was wow. seventeen. Exciting. And um, she was very taken with me. <gasps> and I will never forget that, and I cherish that moment. Oh. She just she grabbed my hands and. And she's like, you remind me of my friend Johnny Hartman. Um, oh, my god! And I didn't know who that was. And she's like, you have to listen to him. And then I, I went and listened. She's That's like, an honor. Wow. It was. Kids, if you don't know who uh, who Johnny Hartman or Lena Horne or any of these people are, you need to get on Wikipedia while you listen That's to this. That's with an E at the end. Yes, it is. For those yes. in the back. Yes. Um, early early gay rights advocate, great friend of Billy Strayhorn, openly gay composer and uh, ghostwriter. She was for, in The Wiz. She was in The Wiz. She, as Glenda, the good witch. She sang the F out of that song. No shade to D.D. Bridgewater. Who rich- in yourself. I could talk about The Wiz for a whole episode. I uh, bet you could. Yes. Lu- I mean, well, we were talking <laughs> about Luther Vandross and all the people who were Everybody involved in look around. around. Is there a reason to rejoice to see? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Luther wrote that. Luther yes, Vandross wrote that. Um, 
yes, what a great song. It's just just bubbling with his energy. But um, other guests yes, from my sorry. show, yeah, girl, Queen's the tangent. <laughs> so Lena Hall, Tony winner, um, and Michael Kilgore, Grammy nominated singer, um, um, Rizzo, formerly Lady Rizzo. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And gee, oh, Stephen Merritt of the Magnetic Fields has been a guest. Oh. Luke Jenner from The Rapture, and um, I'm forget uh, Addy Oasis. Um, Do you, yeah. Now the band is that always the the same band that you um, work with? There's something I mean it changes a little bit, but not really. Um, but well, the drummer actually, funny enough. Uh, he was the drummer when I was in the Boys Car of Harlem. Wow! And he has he has more energy than all of us combined. Oh, is he? A, he's a, he's an older gentleman. He is, oh. and he um, he played on that uh, that Tom Brown Jamaica funk. <gasps> what? That's what it is. Oh, yeah. so he he's, is he in that music video? Yes, that, that's, that's, oh work. That's that him. drummer. That drummer that's making all the, oh, the tongue work. movements and yes. stuff. Yes, Gregory Barrett. That's his wow. name. Oh. I call him Animal because, like, from like the Muppets, <laughs> oh <my> God, yes. <laughs> that is wow. his energy to a T. Word. Yes. And so, he's so Gregory so will be joining you this uh, this upcoming. He is definitely on the drums. Ooh, that's um, that's very exciting. The percussionist is Matiana Morales, um, and the bass player is Maddie Safer, formerly of the Rapture. Also, like, sings in Poolside. Work. Um, David Sinkagorana. I, I, I need... I, I know I'm pronouncing that improperly, but, like, he's a great guitar player. He's played with Lauren Hill. Um, and the keyboardist, Andre Chez Lewis. And um, Kennedy is one of the... That's, she just goes by Kennedy. She's um, one of the backing singers. And Treasure Bostwick. Is the other nice? Oh. Bosick, sorry, oh. Treasure Bosick. Um, sorry, girl, don't uh, don't kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 the that's the core band. Word. Um, mm-hmm. And so we so we have that to look forward to on uh, on the ninth at nine. Uh, tickets are on 9 sale 30. at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. The nine kids, o'clock. the cli- the the kids, the kids show up. Wow, what am I saying? Uh, the kids show up uh, early for any performance you ever go to in New York City. And the kids too. And the kids too. Yes, Clids. yes. I don't exactly. We're, uh, we're <laughs> that's <laughs> the new sequel from the Clumps. Equal mm-hmm. opportunity. Yes, exactly. That's, that's nutty, right. per- nutty Professor Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, meet the clips. Uh, any hoosles, uh, <laughs> Xavier Smith. It's going to be performing at Joe's Pub Thursday, February 9th at 9 p.m. Tickets are on sale at joespub.com. And also keep an eye out for a new release um, uh, that will be out. Don't think twice. Don't think twice, which is going to be out on Pacific Standard Records. February the 16th, bandcamp.com. I always say that just because it's, you know, 80% of the royalties will then go to the band and then you get more money. Um, But I assume on all of the platforms, correct? Yes. Available wherever you listen to music. But kids, as I always say, buy it, buy it, buy it, because people like to eat. Uh, (laughs) We're going to be here uh, for another hour and a half on Yes, She Did. (laughs) I do like to eat. Yes. uh, So please... (laughs) 
feed Xavier. Uh, and Would you like uh, some pancakes. Yes, like please. Pancakes? <laughs> Game blouses. We're gonna get back into it. Well, we're probably back to chit chat in a little while, but until then, we're gonna get into some Steve Silk, Hurley, Louis Vega, and Lisa Fisher, who we just were talking about. The star of a story. You're listening to Yes, She Did.
much. And if you would like to blow your funky horns this weekend, we got you covered tonight, Thursday. Bring Butch- it to the, the BQE. <laughs> yeah, the Butch, Butch Queens, Queens Express. Express. The last yeah. stop on <laughs> Brooklyn. Wow. That yeah. was, who was that? Dang, wow. Butch Queen right here. Ooh, she got, ooh, she got Butch Queen. That's right. Ooh, she got, ooh, she got range. Uh, and tomorrow, you down? Uh, Friday <laughs> at, one, <laughs> at 1 Jackson Street, you can bring your download date to Moist Town Let. Right, DL all, Fridays. After an all-new episode RuPaul's of Drag RuPaul's Drag Race. That's totally DR Fridays, I guess. For too. our protection. Yes, yes. Uh, bring your drag mostess. I'll be your hostess and your, your DJ. I guess that's how it works at the Exley. And the coat check. Yeah. Uh, throw your coats at me. I don't mind. Um, I'll be collecting tips, though. Uh, on Sunday, 1 Jackson Street, also the Exley. You guessed it. It's breezing from 4 to 9 with Miss Gann Johnson. It's not a tea dance. But the thought is there. Yes, yes. Cool vibes only. And as we said before we dipped into uh, to these tunes, you can pick up tickets for Xavier Smith's Divas. What is it? Ladies I, of Soul. Ladies trippy. of Soul. I swear to God. <laughs> I kids. I um. I sometimes prepare for the show, but often preparation is just me smoking a big joint. Puff puff. Give. <sighs> Whatever. Ladies of Soul uh, will be uh, Thursday, February the 9th at 9 p.m. at Joe's Pub. Tickets are available at joespub.com. So get yours, Queen. Uh, it's going to be a fabulous show. Um, I'll be there. Will yes. Uh, yes, girl, because sure? uh, we both have Thursday evenings off. I'm uh, rearranging my work schedule. She literally fact, is. I'm probably going to move Thursdays to Wednesday. <gasps> you heard it here first, Queens. That's the, the Butch scoop, Queens Kate. Express. It's getting, uh, yeah, there's going to be some constructions on the BQE, so uh, yeah. it'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll be diverting traffic Road to Wednesdays. Work. Work, children, work. And uh, I guess. Work. Uh, girl, she's giving us, I'm going to be pulling samples from this episode. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. You'll be on whosampled.com. Yeah, exactly. That's what's up. Oh, girl. <laughs> well, a gentleman has entered the chat, I see. Yeah. And if you... Yes, yes, Blanche. <laughs> yes, Blanche. Let's do, let's, let's do Louis Vega and Lisa Fisher with the, uh, a beautiful house cover of The Star of a Story by Heat Wave. Oh. But Louis Vega's new album is fantastic. Go yes. buy it on vinyl. Go. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Run. And, uh, well, run, stick around, though, you know, unless you got earbuds in. Uh, and stay with us, because we're still here with Xavier Smith for the next hour and change on Yes, She Did.
The soul of Brooklyn. You're listening to The Face Radio.
Sing, sing. Yeah, we I got guess. into a very, we got into a very cabaret esque, uh, Broadway styled. Records. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, Xavier inspired it. Let's be real, because uh, as you all know, February 9th, 9 p.m. Joe's Pub, ladies of soul, get your tickets. We can't kids. say it enough. I can't. I can't. Your I won't say it is enough. Mandatory. Yes, and uh, <laughs> you'll probably see Gant and I there. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we were uh, we were just you know inspired by the uh, by the by the the singer songstress vibes. Um, which, I thought uh, it was the ulala. The ulalas, the whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, the uh, the the great gay way vibe, uh, known as the theatre. Uh, which uh, you are you uh, are you accustomed to the theatre outside of uh, outside of uh, I guess these Joe's pubs appearances? Have you have you ever ventured into into that line of work? Like musical theater? Yeah, or is that below you? <laughs> no, the boys. The, we were on Broadway like once. Oh, like, really? Yes, oh. we were. We were for like a, a limited run. Was it? Was it as part of uh, the uh, boys choir uh, on Broadway? Yes, or was it was the boys oh. choir of Harlem on Broadway. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, funny, yeah. funny enough, I didn't realize that I was eligible for 
like an act. Oh, for equity? Yes. Work. What I'm hoping that someone can help me like get that get since I should have should have. There's so much that happened with that organization that was. Uh, let me call John Luongo. Let's uh, yeah exactly yeah. Get after on the line, please. Kind of uh, honestly like yeah. yeah I would love help with that because I I I was in commercials I was on television and we never. I mean, notwithstanding, we didn't get paid, and that's a whole thing. But yeah. like, I, I at least should have like a SAG or after after card. Ac- so. Absolutely, yeah. It's. T- I was gonna say it's something that's well, not spoken there, of enough. From in the someone industry. who is not from that business, is there an age requirement for SAG after? No, there is no. not. Um, and the it's like a work was, requirement. Yeah, I've met that exactly. Right, you better and work. The, and the issue I know that. that part. I was saying uh, isn't spoken enough, I think, uh, in the industry for us performers is uh, is things like you've been discussing throughout the show, uh, kind of how the, the artist is kind of left to their own devices and how to figure that out on their own. Yes. And that's unfortunate, especially considering that the artist is the reason um, that the work is being presented and received in such a way. Um, and that they're kind of left in the cold to kind of like figure it out themselves. Because yeah, you definitely qualify as far as as far as I heard. Um, that's a that's yeah. Hmm. 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 That's, that's I think what's the title of this episode is probably just going to be hmm. No, uh, but be no, I'm kidding. Things uh, that make you go hmm. hmm. Yes. Which is, uh, CNC Music it's Factory, factory yes. I believe. Yes. Throwing it all the way back. Yeah. Right to Arsenio Hall. Arsenio. <laughs> Weren't we just talking about Arsenio we and, and Madonna? Madonna was yeah. on the Arsenio Hall show like the first week that it aired. And she asked him, tell me about your bed. Is it a king size or is it a queen size? And, looked, <laughs> and I was like, wow, she just outed him on national television. <laughs> like Sylvester did to her boyfriend on the Joan oh, River yeah. show for New Year's Eve. I was oh, like, gag. Gagorific right, in the gag. 80s. <laughs> Oh, is that that clip where she he says that Rick is his roommate? His no, she said he says it's lover. Lover, oh, that's my Rick lover. Cranmer. She like outed him. Oh, okay. Like Cranmer. completely. First and last name. Enunciated it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy God. New Year. In that red Mommy wig. Dad. Oh God. Oh God bless Someone Sylvester. Someone like you. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Turned it. Yes. Turned it. Oh. The, the red. The red hair. The children. The, the children that don't know. Do you? Okay. So like your crowds, uh, your audiences that come to see you. Yeah, would you see? Of course, you better have that on you. Um, do you find them to be? I know I didn't. Well, yeah. listen, game. I have to pack records. You pack a drive. Uh, Any hoozles. Pack something else. But uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I wonder. Back to the question, um, Xavier. Uh, your audience. Do you find that they that they fit into a certain age demographic, or do you do you see? The no, span there's of the... there's really like all kinds of people in the crowd, which is really wonderful. It's like I've got like my 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 friends' parents come. And then you've got like these younger like club kids come. Word, because I always get worried that these kids don't know this music or don't don't re- are not relate to it. Because well, I don't want to. Teach it. One. I, I mean, exactly. the thing is, is like I'm not doing all old music. I'm do like Beyonce and Solange has been featured. Aaliyah's been in there. Like mm-hmm. I, it's I really try to as broadly as possible interpret the ladies of soul thing as much as i can um so it's it's a it's it's a good it's always a good set i'll mm-hmm. give you it's it's, Word. it's so fun like um 
there's going to be some reggae moments in this. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Tom Bell, the... Yes, R.I.P. recently passed. Yes, she... Uh, writer of the Philly soul song, largely responsible for the Philly soul song. He sound, uh, he was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. And I'm half Jamaican. Oh. So, and I grew up with that culture very much so. So, I, it's very important to me so to like, to like bring that into the picture as much as I possibly can. And, and it's, it's, it's affirming to know that, I didn't know that until recently. It's affirming to know that this, this man was also in, in in this coming from the same culture that I am, so Word. and has a relationship to that music mm-hmm. and that, that sound. And, it, and this informs. I mean, you know, Sly and Robbie played on tons of like R and B tracks, so and dance well, they did music. The Grace so, Jones. And, well, mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, there's going to be a little bit of Grace in the show. Oh, too. You always Ooh. have to say Grace. Oh, I know what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. You do. <laughs> Oh, well, are we gonna see you in your uh, yeah, in your I'm gonna flat get up top and drag and... as Grace yeah, I was Jones. gonna say we're gonna lies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for for I mean that's reggae like has its roots in like like the like their sort of spin on doo wop at first, mm-hmm. and then it and then it just yeah. sort of evolved. So this is early the... Whalers records are very mm-hmm. doo wop, very like uh, Northern Soul sounding. So you you, you can, it's inextricable. Like it's a it's a it's a conversation. It's mm-hmm. they're, they're they're definitely related, and I I love to show that as much as in, in my work doing the show as much as possible. Oh word! And I like that. I like to hear that the that the children are learning and receiving because. I, I don't know about you, Gant, but uh, some evenings behind the wheels of steel, I do find uh, some of these children to be a little less than receptive about certain things that I feel like they should know about. Like uh, your advances, or no? Nope. How dare you? <laughs> I mean that too. But no, I mean we had a we uh, uh, we we were both at an event uh, at a point where we were asked to play. Uh, gay anthems at a moment, oh. and I and I mentioned to the person, oh yes, 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 I believe we'll be playing some CC Peniston and Crystal Waters and soon, like, and they went whom, and I was like, oh. you gotta be kidding me, kid, because uh, yeah, I feel like uh, it's because I mean, obviously we're not contemporaries with Luther or Shaka Khan or any of that, but like you still well, have a relationship I, with that music. I may be <laughs> having secrets. Maybe so. Well, that's you, girl. But no, but I mean, uh, but I'm saying that, like, it's it's interesting to see how the generations following us, especially the ones that have access to all of the things, I don't know, are are having a a more difficult time gravitating towards that kind of sounds than we did, I guess, when we were their age. I think they need an example, someone to usher and show the way, like... Like the the latest Beyonce record, I feel kind of does that. touches on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I mean, and you are doing the the hard work as well locally. Uh, in I mean, a, a not so small place. But you're, I mean, it's important that we have folks like you keeping that uh, that culture alive. You know, in- I think also you're seeing less fewer covers than you used to in the past, and like mm-hmm. covers also was were also an entry point to like people people's curiosity or the peek it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a shame because mm-hmm. you you lose a bit of continuity. Um, I I mean there was a point where there were too many covers, but now there's not enough. It's like it's this big old pendulum swinging back it's, and forth. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess that is kind of it's the nature of it all. And it's, uh... I think it's also because of like how we're we're uh, consuming music. Um, mm-hmm. 
you're not able it's largely publishing licensing or are you people making artists are making their money so if you're not writing the song you're not going to get the heft of the check Mm -hmm. since you're not physically selling the medium anymore yeah and that's that's been real tough for lots of artists so i do repeat children listening at home if and when you buy your music buy it uh, and uh, buy it from sources like Bandcamp, mm-hmm. um, places that give the artists a better cut of what they deserve. Because, uh, yeah, they are the means of production. Or um, go see shows in person. Definitely go see shows. Like the period. one I'm having on February 9th at Joe's Pub at 9 p.m. Tickets are still, still on sale. They're going quickly. Joe'spub.com. They actually they are. are. <laughs> yeah. So, so do reserve your spots. I think, are we on, are, do we have to, we need to get tickets, Gant. Um, this is true. Yes, this is true. Um, and all of you kids, well, uh, hold off a little bit so that Gant and I can finish our purchase and then the rest of you can get to the to what is left. Um, but uh, you, you do need to get out and we'll see this. We'll be in the VIP section, so oh. it'll be all right. Oh, I like that. I, uh... I also uh, would like to maybe touch a little bit on one of these two things that you have lined up here because they look they're, they're very exciting. Well, we did talk about we did Sylvester, and guess what? We did. I have a Larry Levan mix of someone <laughs> like you. Well, someone like you. Yeah, <laughs> the backup singers for that were Jeannie Tracy and uh, was it Martha? Or was it Martha? I don't think it not no, for someone like you. I, don't think so. I think it was just Jeannie Tracy. At that point, when okay. he was he was she was doing doubling on the vocals, and he was Let's also put doing the backups. Clip to that show in the chat. Yes. And see if anyone checks it out. And and <laughs> also everyone should know the roots of this song and uh, how it uh, how it came to be. Uh, it was part of I think one of the first uh, uh, like uh, albums or singles that was going towards uh, raising money for ACT UP. Um, oh, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Well, he actually um, because so if you fun look, fact about Sylvester. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his uh, arrangements will. of his will, yeah, all of the royalties in perpetuity go to HIV and AIDS charities. Yeah, so every time you purchase so, Sylvester material, wow. all that money goes towards fighting uh, AIDS and that HIV and helping those living with it. considered class, yeah. ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, that's called legendary. Um, and perpetuity. Perpetuity, yes, yeah. yes. The children shall always know of of the true queen of disco, uh, Sylvester, queen with a W, of course, because we all know Donna Summer. Yes, 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 and she had her feelings about us, but whatever. We love her music. Uh, but we're gonna get to someone like you, the Larry Levan mix. Uh, pick this up, buy it, and you'll be helping your fellow queer brethren. And also buy tickets, damn it, for Ladies of Soul at Joe's Pub with Xavier Smith this coming uh, Thursday, February the 9th at 9 p.m. Tickets still on sale at showspub.com. And we hope to see someone like y'all in the audience. Hello.
Rest in power, Frankie Smith. That's yeah. one of the jams, the greatest jams the ever. Ever. Ever, ever. And coming up next is Moonlighting fe- featuring Sybil Shepard. And Bruce Willis. We're kidding. It's an all-new episode of <laughs> FSQ. Right. That's what it brought up for me. And who, wait, who sang? Didn't Al Jarreau sing the anthem? Did he? The, 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 uh, the theme for that? The, theme. <laughs> the anthem. No, for... I believe the anthem. Did he? Yeah. I, I, I mean, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Check the internet. Also, R.I.P. Al Jarreau. Uh, who we two years ago now I think, but uh, yes, just this past weekend. Rest Frankie in Smith. power. Yeah, yeah, everybody. They but yes, Frankie Smith, Double Dutch Bus. Uh, 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 what is the other one? Slang Thang, uh, Triple Dutch, which we're listening to right now. Yeah, uh, I'll do Double Dutch Buzz. This is a Tubway classic. Hey, if you're still here. Yes. Yeah, so here, stick around, the, kids. Yes, she did after hours. Exactly. <laughs> the last five minutes is the after hours. That could be cute. I mean, hey, why not? Maybe last that'll be a new thing. After hours. Just That's late, a, late yes, night. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Thank you, Gant. Uh, and do be sure to stay tuned, like we said, for an all-new episode of FSQ with Chuck Dufunk coming right at you. Do come out tonight to 1 Jackson Street, the BQE, Butch Queens Express, with Gant Johnson, and catch me tomorrow. Wait, ch- 
breaking news. Oh, breaking it's news. It's not raining, and it's not forecast to rain <gasps> tonight either. Wow, that's a first in like five weeks for I you. Know, right? You don't have to look like the Gordon's Fisherman fish sticks, dude. I know. Um, we, uh, I'll be at uh, the Exley as well tomorrow, the Butch Queens Express, following RuPaul's Drag Race, and catch Gant Johnson also Sunday at Breezin from 49 at the Butch Queens Express. And one more time for Xavier. Yes. Thursday... Ooh. February 9th, 9th, Joe's Pub, 9 be there, PM. Be square. Yes, and do follow Xavier on the socials at Love Xavier Music, just like it sounds, all one word. On the socials, we'll have that information in today's information. And we'll see you kids next week. We'll have no. that information in the information. In the information. That's right. Did I say that right? It's I don't know, girl. We, are, we have informative content. It's, it's the most informative. We'll see you next week, kids. Yeah.